0: Episode 29 of Teachers Talk Film. This is Mitchell Main, sixth year English teacher, film teacher, along with my great friend Pete Ray, X-Ray. You may know him as. X-Ray, what to do? How are we doing today? You know, you just saying sixth year English teacher reminds me of like the,
1: the intros for athletes when they get like introduced before the game. And
0: I just I want to know what your stats would be as a as a teacher. Like, um, like, uh, like pass rates with my kids. Um, yeah, yeah. Lives changed. Failed. <laughs> yeah, um, kids failed. <laughs> failed. All time leading a scorer and kids failed. Yep. Kids, kids sent to the office, parents emailed home. Dude, My first few years I was emailing parents like every other day. Were you? I mean, yeah, cause I just didn't know. And then I like kept a document, like a log of all the like parent contacts and like 95% of the time they just wouldn't contact you back and kind of discourages you. (laughs) That's how I I remember.
1: Yeah. When I was new and people be like, uh, you just got to email parents. And I was like, okay, I can do that. And I, I kind of got the same thing. And so now it is very rare that I, that I email home.
0: Yeah. There's a few parents that I like know super well. Cause we just like constantly email each other. Like, how yeah. do you do today? I'm like, ah, oh, he didn't show up.
1: <laughs> or if it's like, uh, if I know them and I know that I will get a response and I know that they'll, they'll help me out. It'll be like, okay, I can, I can put my faith in this person. And then, yeah, it's like, I, I got one this year and He'll email me like once a week and it'll
0: be like, so how was the phone today? And I'll be like,
1: oh, it was okay today.
0: <laughs> I love that. I love when parents are like on your side and they're like at conferences, they're like, don't be afraid to, you know, get in there. <laughs> I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just nice when, when parents
1: know their kids because sometimes they don't. Sometimes they think we're making all these things up.
0: Mm -hmm. But it is, it's very nice when it's like, oh yeah, what, what you're saying is what I'm seeing at home too. Yep. And it's also the best when they're at conferences and the kid is there too. And then they're just on their best behavior. Oh yeah. The next day, it's just nothing changed. They're just off the walls. (laughs) I don't have a lot of that this year, but I have in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Parent teacher conferences are worlds colliding.
1: Who we had our Yeah. I I actually missed them
0: because I was coaching basketball, but Mm. that that's okay with me. You're lucky. Yeah, I only had five. Three of them were planned. Two just showed up. Zero needed to happen. (laughs) Yeah. And I bet I bet like at least double digits you could
1: have you you would have liked if the parents showed up because you could have talked to them, but no, no, they they ain't coming.
0: No, and
1: yeah, it is what it is.
0: School, yep. school, school. It's gonna school. gonna be a theme today. Yeah, we're 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 gonna talk about a movie about school. Um, we are gonna look at eighth grade, the 2018 film, um, directed by Bo Burnham, and I think this is his debut directorial pursuit project. Um, but before we do that. Have an icebreaker question for you. Um, I was doing some research of my own with some of these characters, and Elsie Fisher, the actress who plays Kayla Day in the story, said um, in an interview that this movie, Eighth Grade, is something that she gravitated to because she can see herself in the character and that it's incredibly reflective of her own life, specifically as an eighth grader. And so, my question for you. You can take it however you want break the ice a little bit. What movie or movies feel the most accurate or reflective to your personal upbringing, eighth grade or not? What do you think? All right. So after you gave me this question, I had to go search the
1: archives and I was flipping through the spreadsheet. I, I was having a tough time. I was like, none, none of these movies, like what the heck, what, is my life that boring that no movie has even come close to being what my life is about? Um, you, you know, I thought about making some jokes like American psycho
0: is the most, but <laughs> 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 I was going to say, Oh yeah,
1: I could see it. Um, and then I was, uh, yeah, it, it was funny flipping through the list and just seeing movies and be like, "Wow, I'm not not like this movie in any way." Uh, and then I, I thought of it; it hit me. The movie is my favorite Christmas movie of all time: Christmas mm. Vacation. Mm. Christmas A Vacation. Of- Christmas Vacation captures like the Midwest, just culture so well especially around the holidays me growing up in ohio like around christmas it was just the entire extended extended family comes together and it's just chaos and it's kind of terrible and kind of great at the same time i think christmas vacation captures that very well cuz you see especially through the dad character just like he wants to he wants the family to be all together but at the same time you just know how terrible it's going to be. The kid characters are just like like just so far removed from their grandparents and just nothing like them. And that 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 was my childhood. Like it was old, my extended family. We were we were together a ton. Um, and we were super close and of course love all them, but it was just like anytime I watch that movie, I'm like, whoa, that's my grandma and this is this is my family. <laughs>
0: So to counter that, or to add, um, you, you're like Russ, at that point, a little kid. bit, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um, what's that movie with, uh, Ed Helms where it's it's Russ grown up? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's it just came out not too long ago, like the Christmas, the, Christmas Story. No, like it's new. Like it's um, the they made Christmas- a new one. Sorry. it's the the movie with ed helms um it's a comedy um vacation what? it's called vacation oh the yeah falls back what could go wrong vacation starred Ed helms and christina applegate yeah so that's based off of vacation the, the old right. chevy chase movie i didn't know that was a there was an og vacation
1: Oh yeah. There's, so there's a bunch of vacations. There's like a Europe vacation. There's a Vegas vacation. There's like a whole series of them and Christmas vacation is just one of those and Chevy Chase is in all of them.
0: Wow. I know there are a ton of like national lampoon movies. Yeah. I think they're all national lampoon movies. Oh wow. Um, but anyways, are you, are you like Russ now is vacation reflective of your life as of now? I
1: don't know. I haven't seen the new one. Is the new one. Good. Uh, No. Okay, yeah, that, I, I think that's not. probably yeah. why I haven't seen it. I, I didn't have high hopes for it.
0: Yeah, you'd waste your time. You'd waste your time. All right, I, I won't be watching it. Nah. Um, I got three. All right. Do you have any others? Or was it just Christmas Vacation? I, I feel like you you talking might spark some more. Okay. Um, okay. I have two serious ones and then one stupid one. Um, I'll start with the serious ones. Um. We've talked about it before. If you haven't seen the Akiru episode, you need to watch it. Um, Great movie just about self-discovery, feeling alone, but then getting through it. Um, I'm not going to elaborate on that because I already did for almost two hours. That episode was crazy. Um, Check it out. And then, um, surprisingly, Disney's Onward. Have you seen Onward? Oh. No, but i know what it's about yeah it's like it's basically me and my brother's story except like our characters are flip-flopped um like i would be the main character in the story um and he would be the other guy um yeah me and my brother we both watched that and then like literally like the same day we texted each other like bro like this is our story like in a disney movie and yeah man it was pretty intense um Shed a tear to Disney's Onward, which I was not expecting at all, um, and I think Garrett did too, my brother. So, Garrett, if you're watching this, shoot me a text and be like, "Whoa, yeah, I remember that." Um, but yeah, and then lastly, my favorite comedy movie of all time, Super Bad. Um, not not reflective of my life due to some of the actions portrayed in the film, but just that feeling. This goes back to that feeling of school, but specifically, let me lay the scene for you. It's it's eighth hour, late April. The sun is out and you're just sitting in U.S. history, looking outside the window and literally everything is on your mind besides the class, the curriculum. Um, You're just doing everything. Yeah, you're just doing everything to avoid school. And you're just being so stupid at it, and it's just so carefree and light. Um, and it doesn't matter because you can always just use the excuse, I'm just a kid. Um, and that's what Super Bad is. It captures the essence of that, obviously on an exaggerated level, but just that feeling of feeling free, carefree, stupid, frankly, just Super Bad it captures high school so well, so well.
1: Yes. probably Probably one of the best school movies of all time. It has to be, right? It has to be. Do you remember, th- th- this is kind of out of nowhere, do you remember Project X? Yeah, dude. <laughs> that was For like the movie that, that everybody wanted to see when we were in high school. Just a kid throws a rager and it's based on a true story. I don't. That just popped into my mind as you were talking about
0: super bad. That's based on a true story? Pretty sure, yeah, pretty sure. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Is that Miles Teller's first movie too? I had no clue that he was in that. Is he? Yeah, he plays like the cool jock who ends up going to the party. Dang, you see him at the grocery store. I've I've not seen that in a very long time. I haven't either, but I feel like I remember like every scene vividly. <laughs> I own it on DVD. I bought it. I thought it was so cool. I bought it. <laughs> Dang. That's, That's like of reflective uh, of my life, too.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> no. that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Did you say you had a third one? No, that was it. I got Onward, Akiru, and Superbad. Oh, Akiru. I see. I, I didn't know you added Akiru in there. Yeah, those those are the three. Those are the three.
1: Yeah, I can't. I, Christmas Vacation is all I have. All I have. They don't make many movies about being um, broke living in Ohio to poor teacher parents. thats just not uh, it doesn't sell
0: in Hollywood. Yeah. Just middle of the road, privileged white kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's not very entertaining. Yeah. Where's our movie. We need yeah. our movies. Um. Uh, all right. Well, Hey, that's okay. You're going to think of one the minute we log off. So you'll have yeah, to tell yeah. the people next time, but anyways. Um, you should tell the people
1: to tweet tweet their movies at us, at uh, Teacher Film Talk on Twitter.
0: Yeah, hit us up, Teacher Film Talk. Um, tell us which movies reflect your personal life, your upbringing. We'd love to hear. Um, maybe even shoot us up on the TikTok. Um, I made a couple TikToks. I felt weird. I've seen it. It feels weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it. I don't really even care anymore. Um, you can follow us, uh, Teachers Talk Film, on TikTok. Um, reach out to us on Twitter. All that good stuff. Um, let's get into this review. Let's do it. Review, review. We got 8th grade. Released in 2018. An introverted teenage girl tries to survive the last week of her disastrous 8th grade year before leaving start high school we already mentioned it's a bo burnham directed film starring elsie fisher as kayla day and josh hamilton as her father Um, not a really star-studded cast here but um, a very heartfelt film nonetheless take it away where where do you want to start us off
1: many places to start i'm gonna start with bo burnham though Mm. bo burnham is a genius the fact that he can like Bo Burnham's comedy is so unique and out there and funny. And then he can go and make, have you seen inside?
0: I started it. I, it was too depressing when I watched it. Cause it was right in the middle of everything. It's like, I, yeah. I, I got to go smell the roses if I can. In, I, I
1: just, inside is awesome. It was just, I mean, he's buying, he does everything by himself and it's just amazing. And then the fact that he can go and direct this movie and, just crush it. I I just have extreme respect for Bo Burnham and I really, I need him to make another movie. Like, I, I need him to make a another film that's not, like, Inside was great, but make another movie, Bo. You're the man. Is
0: he, is he like the Bo Jackson of entertainment?
1: Oh my goodness, he kind <laughs> of is. Yes, he is. He does it all. He does it all He does it well. He Yeah, he does it better than, like, 95% of the the people out there.
0: Is this the only movie he's directed?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was looking up like what he and besides his like comedy specials, this is it.
0: And my man's pretty young too. He's not much older than us. He's he I mean, he's 32.
1: So he's got, some, he's movie, got time yeah. to make his best stuff.
0: Cause he does he does stand up comedy, obviously. He's a musician. He, he's the man. I don't know a whole lot of his catalog, so um, you can hype him up, but I'm exposed to 8th Grade now, and I, I really like this movie. Yeah.
1: I had a yeah, lot so of heart. Shout out to Bo would be my
0: my, my first thing. Shouts to the man Bo. Um, this movie is just so, first of all, hour and 33 minutes long perfect runtime for this thing um you know it's kind of just it's random scenes assorted together to make a heartfelt storyline because i I feel like that's what eighth grade is it's just a bunch of random moments um but a lot of these moments hit so like on a personal nerve um specifically like for me personally growing up as a kid um you know I, i was a little shy um no some might even say a, a little anxious um you know and so that pool scene where she's yes. invited to the pool party and she's walking out um she's in the bathroom she's freaking out um and she walks out to the pool and it's like the horror soundtrack in the background as she's just watching all the kids like play with water guns in slow motion and just the daunting sound like as she just anticipates walking down the steps. I was like, dude, I have been there with so many like after school shindigs waiting for the bus. Um, you know, just like going to the movie theater in my town was a big thing on Friday nights. And so like, we wouldn't even go to a movie. We just stand outside the front of the movie theater. And like, I would just stand there and like not be able to associate myself. Cause I was so weird. Um, I feel like that was her in this moment and that's kind of what sparked the icebreaker question. Cause it's like, it does, it personalizes so many moments that you feel as an eighth grader. The camera work in that scene too, when she walks out the
1: door and the camera just, it's like, it's almost a wonder and it just stays with her and it follows her and everything she's doing. It, it just creates even more of that sense of isolation. No one is speaking to her. She's just walking by herself. And you're totally right. That's what eighth grade is. It's just you being a complete weirdo. And it's either, I feel like that's the, the difference between people in this movie is you either hyper, you're hyper aware of it or you just have no clue how stupid you're being. And
0: that's, that's eighth grade. Can we, can we talk about a scene, uh, how stupid they're being? Um, it involves a classroom. It involves a a video and it involves a kid tucked into his (laughs) t-shirt. Um, And here's what I'll say for
1: people who may watch this movie and be like, okay, this is, this is Hollywood. Uh, no, that happens. (laughs) That happens. My friends, if you've ever been in a middle school, you've, You've been in a place
0: that has been soiled. <laughs> you like, okay, so let's, let's, let's give the, the viewers some context here. You, you work at a school. Are you, are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> you work at a school with uh high school and middle schoolers.
1: Yeah. Eighth and ninth graders. So just yeah. the worst to just the, the worst age of humanity in the world. <laughs>
0: you're not wrong, man. Um, I teach classmen. No, no. Yeah. So I teach juniors, seniors, some sophomores. Um when I saw that scene, I was like, Oh, this is ridiculous. I was those people saying, Oh, this is Hollywood. Um, and so you don't you don't, obviously this is a public forum right now, you don't need to say too much, you know, but uh some crazy things I'm sure you've seen that could have been in this movie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, this was
1: nothing. Like this movie, uh, I'm bored by this movie. This movie is nothing. Even from when I was in middle school, I remember rumors going around about a kid doing what that kid was doing um, in the movie. So
0: in class, yeah, man. Yes, yes. Oh. <laughs> I, I've never yeah, been man. exposed to any of those stories. That that seems wild. And You know, here's what I think we should do.
1: I, I, I teach only freshmen, and thank goodness, because I taught eighth grade for a semester, and I was like, uh, uh, no, no, this is not for me. I think after seventh grade, and I am not joking. I, I would like to talk to somebody about this. After seventh grade, we should send those kids home that day and give them a job. You're going to go work some job that you're probably not going to love, For an entire year, you don't get to go to eighth grade. Sorry. You're too messed up to to be (laughs) in school. You're you're the lowest. I say this all the time, and I'm half joking. When you're in eighth grade, you're the lowest form of a human possible. You are just (laughs) insane, man. And we've all been there. Me too. I was an idiot in eighth grade. So we send them home for an entire year. You're working. You're figuring things out. You get to come back to school freshman year. I, I think it'd really solve a lot of the problems that we have in
0: the world today. I think, honestly, I'm not even joking. That is a great idea. I, you I should just do it. Eighth graders are insane. Insane. There is a thing known as child labor laws, which might be a, a little hiccup. <laughs> um, but I think we could can, make can an exception for a year. Come on. We got plenty of road work to do. They can do it. They can do it. <laughs> Would you want an 8th grader making your smoothie at Jamba Juice though? Okay, now you've you've poked a large hole in my problem. <laughs> you've poked
1: a large hole. I didn't make it that far in my plan. Um, no. I don't trust an 8th grader with just about anything. So, going to have to rethink that one.
0: I'm going no, to have to figure out what they can do. We could send them to school as 8th graders, but then all of the teachers and, like, administrators could just create problems for them that they have to fix themselves. Like, Johnny, I just broke the sink. (laughs) Go fix it. Go figure it out. Report back at 315.
1: I almost just said something that sounded really bad. I'm gonna take it back. What if we created like a, a city for them to go to? When you're eighth grade, you get shipped off to the city. It's a nice city, it's a good city. And they just got to set up their own society. I know I've read Lord of the Flies, I understand, but I do I do think that they, they just need to be shipped to an island somewhere, figure it out for themselves, and then reintegrate back into society. <laughs>
0: Sounds like the beginning of the next great dystopian novel. <laughs> I think so too. I think so too. Hey, I'm not I'm skipping the novel. We're going straight to the movie. <laughs> Sounds like um, what Kanye was trying to start a few years ago. <laughs> okay. All right. Let, let's move on. What's your next point? <laughs> <laughs> no Kanye talk anymore. Nope. Nope. No yay talk. Um you did say something though, like truthfully joking though as well at the same time you said eighth grade is like the lowest form of a human being yeah and i agree because like you're you're no it's man's just... land you think like in your little microcosm of the school like you're you're top dog right because traditionally it's seventh eighth grade in one building maybe sixth grade like your top yeah. dog but then like you go out you go to the high school shadow day shout out eighth grade. Um, and you realize that, you know, you're not as big of a fish in this pond that you envisioned yourself to be And the world begins to like swallow you up. And at the same time you still have this cocky arrogance about yourself. Um, you're, it is a weird, weird age. And a lot, I think it's going to be even weirder with generations now dealing with social media technology one scene i really loved in this movie was the the first dinner scene with her dad when she's yeah. got the headphones in and like the sound is just so so loud and like just the, sh- the camera's right up in her face the phone light is like the only thing light in her face and then like you just hear the dad in the background this poor guy just trying to have a conversation with his daughter and she's just so self-absorbed in the Instagram and TikTok comments and all of that. Like I, th- I think this is a movie that every parent needs to see to see what their kids may be going through with this technology stuff. For sure. And you saying every parent needs to see it? Do you think that if we showed this,
1: like if this was required viewing for every eighth grader, do you what do you what do you think would happen? What would be the response of of an eighth grader? Would they get it? Would they I, what would, I don't know what the response would be. I don't know how they'd take it.
0: I feel like it would go one of two ways, and both ways aren't good. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, that one should, one should one be one. the model of, <laughs> of just eighth
1: grade. When the teachers meet you on the first day, they should just go, look, this is going to go one of two
0: ways, and both of them are bad. So yeah. you just pick one you think isn't as, as <laughs> <Your> bad. <laughs> Literally. It would go with the kid. Acknowledging that the phone is an issue, and still be addicted to it, and say, "You know, it's just part of life these days. I don't really care." Or the kid wouldn't be even amused to start watching it because the attention span is just so short; they wouldn't even care because they'd probably be on their phone while trying to watch it. Yeah, just I don't know if it would. I have so many. Oh, I was just going to say, I have so many kids who are saying in class, like, I don't watch movies because I just don't have the attention span and like they recognize. And I think social media and technology is a huge part in that. Oh, totally.
1: My, my sister, who's nine years younger than me, will refuses to watch a movie. She's like, I can't do it. I can't, I can't sit down and not do anything for that long. What? 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 I understand it's, I I get it. Like I check my phone every once in a while um, during a movie, but it's also very possible for me to just throw my phone in the corner and say, thank, thank goodness. I can watch a movie for two hours and not look at it.
0: But yeah. Yeah. It's, it's different out there. It's different. What do you think the lasting impacts will be with these eighth graders now? What, what do you think these eighth graders that are eighth graders now, as of this recording, what do you think they're going to be like in 25 30 years? You know, here's the thing though. People've been saying this for hundreds of years, right? That the
1: kids are always just worse and worse and worse and worse. I'm sure they'll be all right. I'm sure they'll figure it out. Cuz you know what, when they come to me as freshmen, the the amount of growth from the from May of the end of their 8th grade year to August at the beginning of their freshman year, I do think is immense. I think it might be the biggest growth that any kid has over any like point in life. So I do think most of them figure it out. And and that's my, I've been, I've been ragging on the eighth graders. I gotta be a little more positive here. I do think, I think you gotta have hope for humanity, right?
0: That they'll still figure it out. <laughs> These are our future presidents, man. Future, <laughs> future Jamba Juice workers they need to know how, how to make f- How
1: freaky is that to think that there's an eighth grader in eighth grade right now who
0: is going to be our president one day? It's a scary thought, man. It's a scary it thought. But is. you mentioned the, the term worse, like, are they going to be worse than they are today or than they were 20 years ago? That's such a subjective term. And you can't yeah. really – it's like trying to compare – LeBron Jordan, Jordan and Michael, Michael Jordan. And Whoa. Look at that. <laughs> we're lagging a little bit today. We've kind of gone over each other's voices, but that was that was just stream of consciousness on the same wavelength. Like, but it's just I different. Just era, had this conversation. <laughs> I had this conversation <laughs> with kids, uh like
1: maybe last week. They were like, Who's and I said, I don't have that conversation. I'm sorry. It's it's not it's not a viable uh argument to have they're from different eras can't talk about it
0: sorry that's why i was going to ask you why do you have that why don't you have that because it's different they're different era basketball players it doesn't equate the same thing applies with these eighth graders now man um even when we were in eighth grade it was totally different i think we were on the the cusp of like the birth of social media like snapchat really became big shout out to vine um oh vine yeah vine was great man i love vine Um, okay i'm glad you said that because one of my this is one of my favorite scenes in
1: the movie and i think it i don't know it just connected with me in like school today uh when she goes and meets the high schoolers at the mall Mm -hmm. and the older one is like when did you get snapchat she's like i got it in fifth grade and he's just like blown away by that that it just, it just does shift so much. I didn't have a phone. I didn't have a cell phone until I was in eighth grade. Like that's that's just how different things are. My sister probably had one when she was in second or third. And so that that shift is crazy. When I tell kids that Snapchat was invented when I was in high school and that you couldn't post to your story, you could only send Snapchats to people. They're like, what? Like they they just have no idea what that is. When I when I tell kids that, um, yeah, I used to text my friends, like all they do is use Snapchat anymore. What What is going on? <laughs> so just it's crazy how I do think there used to be like gaps between generations. And it seemed like the gaps were like you fit into this 20 year age gap of people. And now it's like you fit into like this five year age gap of people. And things are changing so much that It's just hitting these kids so much faster that it all changes.
0: Mm, That change creates so much stress for them too. Yeah. Just, yeah. And I mean, I think that's part of what Kayla's story is all about, right? She's trying to find, find herself basically, but she's doing it through the wrong things at the very beginning. Like, once she realizes she needs to start finding herself, she stops with the videoing for a little bit, um, you know, tries to actually like smell the roses, quote unquote. Um, but it's got to take a huge toll. This kind of goes back to what I was saying with every parent should watch this because we they are just from such a different background and just the the presence that technology has over these kids. Now it's, it's something that's, hate the word, but it's unprecedented, right? Like, it's just something we're not familiar with whatsoever. Yeah, and that, that idea of
1: trying to be yourself or even become yourself. I think that that's why eighth grade for people is so strange, because it's like, you're, you're almost, you're trying to become yourself, but you own, you're not ready to like your brain literally can't handle trying to do that so it's trying to figure out all these different different ways to figure out who you are um and that's what i love about the end of the movie is i think she she finally does start to figure out who she is and she starts to not try to be someone different so that ending scene when she meets up with oh, i can't remember his name what was his um, name the nerdy kid babe Gabe, yes, that like that is my favorite, probably my favorite scene in the movie where they're just eating chicken nuggets and they're just being super awkward. But it's like, yes, these this is who you are, and here's the biggest thing: it's okay, like it's okay that you guys are completely weirdos. Like that is the best thing that you guys can possibly be. Just be that, all right? Okay, this just popped into my mind too. We need the sequel of of Gabe and Kayla in (laughs) high school you're the math (laughs) but spin-offs bro that would be a great yeah but I I just love that it shows that in the end of them there she finally figures it out okay I can be weird and I don't have to not everybody needs to like me and I can just find my people and I think that I mean that's the message that I think I try and hopefully get across somewhat every day just be you it's okay. You can be weird. You can be a nerd. You can be whoever.
0: Just be you. When do you think you found yourself? That's a huge, hugely philosophical question. But And see, that's the tough thing. I don't think I figured that
1: out until I was probably 22, 23. I don't know what I'm saying, bro. Like junior in college? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I look at my... my it's very easy for me to look at my eighth grade self and be like, man, idiot, dummy. Didn't know. Like, and I don't even once I didn't know what was going on because the there's, I don't even need to say that it's so obvious. And then to look at my high school self and even my beginning of college self, it's just like, yeah, pretty much different people. Um, like just, yeah, different values, different, different everything. But I'll tell you what, once you do figure it out, it's like, pretty sweet pretty awesome
0: hey you just stop caring and you know yeah living baby do you think uh do you think that teaching has helped you with that like figuring out who you are absolutely oh yeah um i think i said junior in college and i that's really like when we start like the student teaching process yeah and i think it's because it like pushes you into a a space where you are like never comfortable and like you're like, cause so much of teaching is just like thinking on the fly. And obviously you get more comfortable as you go through it, but you have to be innovative with things. You have to talk to people that you wouldn't normally talk to. You have to express ideas to people who don't want those ideas expressed to you or want to be in that room at the first place. Um, you then realize kind of the impact that it has and, how you can use that time for good. Um, yeah. That's interesting though. Yeah. I would argue that I did start finding my quote unquote self once student teaching started. Yeah. I remember uh, coming home when I, I think I was like
1: full on student teaching at this point and like, basically having a conversation with my brother about how this sounds kind of bad, but like how confident I was like at school And I remember saying, like, if I'm not like if I don't show that I am that and I was like, if I don't show I'm like that, I'm like, they'll eat me alive. And they would like if if you show if you show that you're not necessarily not sure of yourself, but if you just show that you, I don't know, even care about anything that like you're done
0: for you are done for (laughs) because they, they, they just they got you now they got you good. It's kind of that fake it till you make it mentality. Yeah. And that's kind of what Kayla does in the movie too. With the karaoke scene. Yeah. She's like talking. I I love the narration as the plot progresses too. And she just starts singing and like that was like in the first act probably. So still early on, but it was one of the first moments where she kind of faked her confidence to ultimately get to the confident Kayla when she's graduating high school, which we saw at the end. I also loved, um just side note, when she goes up to um the popular girl, I can't remember her name, Kennedy, I think. Um yeah she don't matter. She stinks. Yeah, man. Matter. She um <laughs> Kayla goes up and like basically disses her by saying that um she should play the card game but she's thinks he's too cool to even listen to the rules of the card game or whatever and like she just she tells her off in her own way and like it sounds so like bad frankly when she's saying it to us like just not delivered well but then when she's walking away she has this grin on her face like she's gained her confidence and that's the biggest thing that one needs
1: yeah and it's not because here's the other thing we do see characters like the uh his name, Aiden, the boy, yeah, like, Aiden. <laughs> he, he has all the confidence in the world, but it's the totally, it's the, the arrogant confidence. It's like the confidence you don't need, you don't want. So it's awesome to see her gain her confidence in like a, a real way. Cause I mean, I can talk about myself in eighth grade. I like, I had all the confidence in the world. I was playing sports all the time. I was popular. I wasn't a, I don't think I was a jerk. Um, but yeah, I have confidence that where does where does that really get you in life? It gets you nowhere. Like
0: that that means nothing um, at the end of the day. And I think you have to kind of go through those low seasons in life to really gain a true sense of confidence, right? Like she had a lot I think of trauma.
1: That's the other part of like us saying that um, we found ourselves, quote unquote, like later in life. It's like yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I went through more like those low points later on in life than I, high school was a breeze for me. Like it was a piece of cake life-wise.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. it's like that middle of the road, white boy mentality. <laughs> you just wear yeah, your so pants it's just- above your waist and like, or just <laughs> not to your ankles and say, yes, sir. No, ma'am. And you know, <laughs> you're going to be all right yep yeah it it is pretty easy for us in the i got a question for you though what's that um it's about the movie we're we're kind of diving into some serious topics about you know self-discovery and things like that um this movie touches on a lot of different things like obviously we said it's random in scenes but it also has um it deals with a lot of serious moments um I'm referring to the scene with the high schooler in the back of his car. Mm-hmm. Um, while this movie is, um, you know, it's very heartfelt and it has a good message. How do you feel it managed manages or like, you know, tries to balance serious versus lighthearted versus funny? Um, because it has a little bit of it, a little bit of everything, I would say. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm curious to hear your thought. So, yeah, I think that scene specifically,
1: I feel like what we've been saying this this whole time is that this movie is a perfect representation of 8th grade, um, which I very much think it is. I'm guessing, obviously we can't speak because we're two dudes, but I'm guessing that most um, female, young female students, 8th grade, ninth grade, whatever, probably even younger, have had a moment like that as much as that sucks to say um mm-hmm. where they do feel uncomfortable around someone else so i i think it covered i mean you're right it does cover so many serious topics i and i think that it does it in a perfect way i mean the whole banana scene like that's that's a serious topic but the way that it does it is hilarious so i feel like in the back of the car scene like it's i don't know i don't think there's any really funny parts there it's just awkward and uncomfortable like
0: I think that it's got the right tone for that that moment Mm. yeah I would agree it kind of goes back then to I mean just the testament of her acting ability and Bo Burnham's ability to put these moments on screen in the tone that is desired because yeah that banana scene like it had to have been so when weird she, to film that. <laughs> when she throws the banana at her dad and runs out of the room, it's so funny because <laughs> she's just so upset about it. <laughs> and this poor dad was going along with it just just trying to connect with his daughter, man. What are you one of the things you said, props to like both of them, um Elsie
1: Fisher and Bo Burnham? I remember I watched this movie when it came out and I remember reading something that in the beginning she's like on snapchat she's doing stuff on snapchat and in the script that said that she was scrolling facebook Mm -hmm. and she told bo burnham like hey we don't use facebook anymore you need to change that and so i think that that's awesome that like she told him that and bo took that and was like okay we we kind of need to learn from each other because we're in different generations and you need to tell me how it it really is and again that leads to our our giant thing here, which is this movie captures eighth grade perfectly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In 2018, you might need to make a reboot in like 2028. So that's one thing I was thinking
1: is like, how different would it even five years later? I feel like it would be even, even more different now, which is crazy.
0: I feel like some of those scenes like with, The back seat in the car, I feel like those things would be more prominent, which sounds weird, but I think those things are becoming more normalized at a young age. Yeah, Um, that's interesting. What do you think? What do you mean, what things are being more normalized? Like Like, kids doing that more? Yeah, and just like. Sex culture, frankly, yeah, things like that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. No, I mean, yeah, could not party more. song come out?
1: <laughs> Which one? Um, you know, what? We're gonna sound really old here. Yeah. What? Um, yeah, dude, and I feel like I, I, we're gonna sound really old right now. But TikTok has added to the that so much more. Like, yeah. So it, I would say that that might be our biggest change. You asked that question earlier of how are they going to be when they grow up? I think they might be a little more. Uh, hmm. I don't even know the word to use. Well, I do know the word to use, but I'm not going to say it.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That Cardi B song came out in 2020. Yeah. So it's it's all changed. From
1: that. Right is, that, is that the tipping point right there?
0: Is that the catalyst for this new sex culture? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. You tell me. Uh, I, that's something that uh, I really don't dive deeper in. <laughs> I'm 28 years old. I'm 28, going on 45. When I watch things like this, <laughs> yeah. You know, I will, I know I'm getting old because when I first heard that song, like, I was disgusted. <laughs> see, usually when those things come out, I'm like, oh, I mean, the lyrics are bad, but this is kind of a banger. <laughs> like when I heard this, I was like disgusted. Disgusted. How dare you? How dare you. But I mean, yeah, it would be interesting to see. Cause I mean, we were still I graduated high school 2013, like still fairly innocent. I feel like kids aren't as innocent nowadays.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. I feel like it's way harder for parents to try and keep them innocent too.
0: hmm yeah. Yeah, so and-
1: yeah. 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 You mentioned the dad. I feel like we got to talk about him just a little bit. The, the scene with the two of them around the campfire and mm. like the dad just, basically tells her how it is and i think that that's one of the ways that she finally like comes out of trying to be something different and it's just like okay people people can like me for who i am and i'll be okay i thought that he did an awesome job and like the writing there was perfect too of just who just their relationship was awesome and the other scene when when they're driving in the car and it's just the close-up of kayla and Mm -hmm. she is getting mad at him for looking like looking (laughs) at the road the wrong way. And again, just a perfect representation of just, you just feel like everything is wrong and everybody around you is doing the wrong thing and looking at you and doing it the wrong way. And Just how he, the dad just kind of rolls with the punches and he's like, man, you're in, you're crazy
0: right now, but I'll just, I guess I'm just going to do what you say and try and move on. She's like, I want you to keep looking at the road, but just stop doing it how you are. Just yeah. it's weird. It's like he's like, "All right, I'll I'll do better." <laughs> this dad, yeah. I think that goes back to the the piece of um, like at the end of the day, these kids will cling to those they love. Like that's ultimately the turning point for her. This conversation with the dad, um, and yeah, every good parent should do what this dad did. Um, through my zero years of parenting experience, I know that he is like the perfect dad in this moment, like just taking punches the whole time. But then like when it's her turn, like when it's on her agenda, when she needs something, he's there. Um, I mean, I think that's all the older generation can really do, you know, provide supports, but then they have to want the supports. And so when that happens, you know, we're there for them. And I think we do that as teachers too. You know, we try to love them every day. Um, Some days they roll their eyes at us, but then some days they open up to us and regardless, we're going to be there for every moment. I was
1: just about to say that, that we as teachers, that's something that we do all the time is like, you can't take it personal because you know that they have, they've got more going on than you do in their brain. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, you just got to be there for them when they want you to be and be there for them even when they don't want you to be. Yeah,
0: I love it. Do you have any more serious things you want to say? Because I got some silly closer questions. No, I'm ready to move on to the I got some silly ones, too. Okay. Uh, one thing I really liked about this movie is just its um, reflection of meme culture in 2018. i love throughout the movie in the background you just hear lebron james (laughs) lebron james (laughs) i love that
1: even during like the uh i'm so glad that this has like a fake lockdown scene because that's that's our lives as well Mm -hmm. and you hear it during that scene too (laughs) Uh,
0: i love it my question then is what memes if this was made in 2023 like what memes do you think would have been added? Oh, That's a hard geez, man. I feel like you have to go
1: down the like the deep dive route of the super nerd kids that are like, you know, because usually I I hear things and it's like okay I, I pretty much know what what they're referring to and what they're talking about, but then some some of those kids like it's just like okay you're one of those that you're making you're making jokes about some pc game that like 20 people play but one of your friends <laughs> plays it but you also aren't aware enough to not make a joke about it because nobody knows what you're talking about so you're going to make a mm. joke anyways and then uh, you're gonna have to explain it to me so i feel like that would be one category and then the rest <laughs> would just be dumb tiktok dances
0: yeah i was thinking the tiktok dances just in the middle of the hallways yeah <laughs> um, and then just lingo like no cap um yep Kids say it's giving this all the time, like it feels like yeah. this. They say it's giving. Um, yeah, kids say out of pocket all the time. Yeah. Just it's,
1: to, to weirdly though. Yeah.
0: I don't know. They're they're gonna
1: I, I just would like to tell them that they're gonna look back and be like, Man, why did we talk like that? It's so dumb.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say something about some things I said, but might tell you off, Paul. Um, <laughs> oh, right, I, I had a friend in high
1: school who used to say dank all the time, and I was like, dude, quit saying that. Nobody says
0: that. You're not going to keep saying dank. Yeah. Oh, I got another story based on that word, too, um, <laughs> involving a, a family friend, hometown friend. <laughs> um, anyways, man. LeBron James, uh, do you have anything you would like to add, wrap up with, score? Oh, my the- la- my last thing, this isn't really a wrap
1: up. It's just a ridiculous part. When that last scene I talked about when they're eating chicken nuggets and he has the certificate out and he no, wants her to look like at that. it. He's just like, no, it's, it's stupid. It's stupid. I don't want to show you. And then he's like, do you want to see it? No, no, it's stupid
0: and that's not
1: even the part I want to talk about because that part's so awkward but then they follow that up just a great piece of writing he sits down he looks at her and just goes do you believe in god (laughs) and it's it's just like so it's such an eighth grader question because they want to talk about big things but they they just don't know how to (laughs) over a plate of chicken nuggets they're going to talk about that
0: (laughs) and then their first encounter he's wearing those goggles covering his nose. He's yeah, he's trying to hit on her by asking her to hold uh hold her breath underwater with him.
1: <laughs> yep, and then that's how it's done. That's how it's done in the, the younger younger ages. Either impress them by playing dodgeball or uh
0: jumping off the diving board. Mm-hmm. Take notes. Take notes. I know we got a lot of eighth grader fans of teachers talk though. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: Yep. Um but no, that's that's all I got. You got anything
0: to wrap up? Uh, I I love that kid. I love the reference to Rick and Morty. I love how he has all the sauces laid out. (laughs) He has the nerdy lightsaber utensils. I mean, captures it perfectly. Um, Made me genuinely smile. Um, I watched it with Shelby last night, and uh, she said that it was just an awkward movie, but she enjoyed it more than she thought she would. All right.
1: That's yeah, I asked
0: for her opinion. She she liked it. She thought it was awkward, um which it is. And you said that too. Much is, yeah, yeah. What would you give this? Thing?
1: I gave this an eighty nine. Mm. The first time I watched, it, I gave it a ninety three, and then I I don't know. I just I like you said, it was jumbled. Um, and but then I I kind of I really agree with you that that's what eighth grade is. It is just a jumble, and you don't really know what's going on. Um. And then I didn't really think that the like cinematography was all that crazy, um, but I also didn't feel like it really needed to be. So eighty mm-hmm. nine. I do want to mention the the electronic like pop soundtrack is sweet. I, mm-hmm. I remember that from the first time I watched it. That first song that plays at the beginning is
0: is awesome. Yeah, I can't agree with you more. Uh, I gave it an eighty seven. Nice eighty seven. And um the obviously that's not the highest score it could possibly be, technically, but I don't think there's really much you wanna change with this thing. I thought it was great. That's another thing. I I love the way it is. Yeah. Just coming in just at an hour and a half. Um I mean I would have maybe liked a little more backstory why the mom isn't there. Um but do I need it? No. Um It's got a 99 with critics on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is maybe the Bo Burnham factor. um, His name attached to the movie. Um, But yeah, 99 for critics. I think the audience gave it a low 80 something. Um, But yeah, great movie. A24 knocked it out of the park again. Um, I really liked it. it. It was about what I was expecting. I will say that. I was expecting something good. And usually when that happens, the movie doesn't meet my expectations. Um, yeah. But this time it did. And so I'm, I was happy to, to hear that. So 87. Yeah, I think that's one reason why
1: my score lowered. Cause I remembered like loving it so much. And then I was like, almost let down by my own rewatching of it, but still mm. awesome. Still love it. Still would recommend it to everybody on the face of the earth. Yes, who is over the age of eighth grade or in eighth grade? Yeah,
0: hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, what are we watching next week?
1: All right, you know what? We at Teachers Talk Film, we love our superhero movies. Mm. Um, yeah, you, know, you know it's just been too long since we've uh, reviewed a uh, a superhero movie on here, and. The last superhero movies we reviewed stunk. Doctor Strange, Thor Love and Thunder, I'm looking at you. You stunk. You stunk <laughs> bad. And we need to w- wash that from our from our palate. And you know what? No DC, no Marvel. We're going... <laughs> the. I don't even know if we could call this a superhero movie, but I don't care. We're watching Birdman. Also oh. known as... Oh. The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Uh, I would really like to talk about that title on the next episode. But, yes, we're going to be watching Birdman, Alejandro G. Iñárritu, who is the man. Um, it's on HBO Max, but I, Birdman, that's the movie.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to rewatch this one. Um, so excited that I almost like gave you the option to choose this one. Um Or gave you the idea to. Um, I watched this once. And it was with my mom. When I wasn't really paying attention. So I don't know anything about it. um, Other than it's Michael Keaton. And it's Birdman. So next time. We'll unpack that one a little bit. I remember like four moments. From this
1: movie. And yeah I watched it. When I was probably in. Early college. And did not really know what movie movies were and this is a movie movie so
0: we'll see yeah I'm excited I was gonna say um a movie most reflective of my life growing up is Blade I feel like a lot like Uh, okay I almost I almost pulled that but you know I just talk about Blade too much I,
1: I I can't the first thing that people associate with me cannot be Blade so I didn't do it I it was in the back of my mind though and I'm glad that you said it so I didn't have to
0: yeah you're welcome you're welcome
1: uh, anything else you would I, like? I did walk around as a kid with those Wesley Snipes glasses on in a trench coat with swords across my back. So uh,
0: I just couldn't bring it up. I couldn't bring it up. And you were the cool kid because you did so in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
1: Blade. X-ray. I should have picked that as my next movie.
0: <laughs> just at Blade again. What episode did we do that for our viewers to take a peek at that one? Ooh.
1: Believe that that was episode four. That might be
0: the wrestler, though. I can't remember. We've
1: we've done too many of them now for me to to remember. I'll
0: look it up real quick.
1: That would be um, episode uh, four, uh,
0: five, five, five. Yeah. we'll really Great. hit our stride at episode eighty. So just just stick with us. Um, stick around. We got about fifty more episodes till we really start hitting it. Um, but until that next time that next time when we watch the Birdman (laughs) Um, stay up to date on things do your homework and peace out peace out